Hi, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you like what we talk about here on the Belonging Podcast, I think you'll really love my book. It's called Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect to Land, Lineage, Community, and the Self. And it is available right now wherever books are sold. It is a beautifully illustrated guide to connecting with the earth, your ancestors, and your communities as you come home to your whole self. Though we live in a radically different looking world, the needs of our bodies and spirits are the same as the ancestors we come from. I divide this book into four parts, land, lineage, community, and self, and I take you on a journey for engaging more deeply with your life. I provide stories from my own life and I share rituals, recipes, and ancestral wisdom, journal prompts to support you on your individual and unique and sacred path. You can get more info and bonuses at rootandritualbook.com and pick it up at your favorite bookstore online or in person. Thanks for all your support. It means the world to me. I'm Becca Piastrelli, and this is Belonging, where I talk about what it means to belong to the earth, to yourself, to your ancestors, and in community. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Belonging. Today, I have a little solo episode for you because I thought it was time to share with you a bit more about what's been going on with me. And so if you've been tracking what I've been talking about and in my newsletters, you know I've had kind of like a rough winter. I don't even know if rough is the word. There's so many words to capture it, but it's been very internal. It's been very quiet. I haven't been posting as much. It's been hard for me to really talk about what's been going on with me. And I think part of that is because I have 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 at least half a decade now under my belt of aligning, very intentionally aligning my life with the flow of the seasons. And the more I do that, the more quiet and intense and dark winter gets for me. But also there's some very major things happening in my body. And maybe you're guessing what it is right now. I'm pregnant. That's right. I'm pregnant. And if you've been following me for a while, you know it's been a really long journey for me. And this is not the first time I've been pregnant. Uh, And if you're curious about hearing more about my journey, episode 13 of this podcast, Miscarriage and Grief, where I talk with my friend Jenny Heffernan-Brown about our journeys with multiple miscarriages and loss and the nonlinear path to having a baby. You can catch up a little bit there. Um, But I'm pretty sure I'm sharing this with the world now because... I can't be 100% certain. That's impossible. If there's anything this journey has taught me is that you can't be 100% certain. But 
I have all the indicators to, to say that this baby is probably joining me earthside at the end of this summer of 2020. I just have to take a deep breath even saying that. There's so much that comes up for me around claiming that with the world. As someone who has, I've had some pregnancies before where I've shared, not this publicly, which is why I think I'm feeling a little nervous in this moment, but when I've shared my joy of new life in my body and then had to share the devastation and pain of that life no longer being alive. And that's a whole process. So I'm going to pause right here and say, I, whoever is listening, if you've had a journey with fertility that makes this too tender to listen to, don't force it. Just skip this episode. It's totally cool. For the last year and a half, I've had to miss baby showers. I've had to stop following people who are pregnant and excited online. It was it was a survival instinct. It was a way to protect my grief and my heart, and I totally understand. So uh, maybe you've chosen not to have children, you don't want to hear about it, or you've had trauma, or whatever it is, blessings to you, and you just just stop listening right now. It's totally cool. It's totally cool because I'm going to be talking more about being pregnant. Okay. So if you're still here, cool. Thank you for being with me. So I found out I was pregnant on the winter solstice, which feels really special. And I have made a lot of meaning out of, I make meaning out of my life pretty much all the time. I think it's a way better way to live, frankly. And so finding out on the simultaneous death and rebirth of the sun in the in the depth of darkness here in the northern hemisphere felt so tender i mean i felt so much joy but i remember telling tim and him and i both just being like okay ooh like couldn't quite get our footing and we held it close we held it close and as the sun has grown in the sky and warmed the earth. And I've felt the little shoots come up from the ground. I've at the same time felt my body shift. I'll talk about that in a second. It's been a wild ride. It's just been a beautiful thing to grow life in me as life grows here in the Northern Hemisphere and to have a baby in my arms, I hope, at the time of harvest. That just feels nice. I'm just like, thank you. That feels, that feels really nice. So I've been so sick and I actually, (laughs) I wonder how many of you out there who have been pregnant. I mean, how bad was your first trimester? Mine has been, I mean, okay, I'm just gonna say I'm not Amy Schumer. I'm not Kate Middleton. I was not hospitalized. I've not been hospitalized with fluids or anything, but it's felt like I am being tumbled in a wild sea, being crashed around in waves. And I, I, 
rise to the surface just enough to get a sip of air before him plunged into like the roiling waves below. And it's so it's dizzy and I'm not sure I have enough oxygen and um, it's unsettling and I can't always find my footing. And then other days I feel like a seed buried deep in the earth. I think I shared that in my newsletter last week. A seed buried deep in the earth, heavy, heavy, wet soil above me. And I can't move too fast because I'll puke or I'll get a headache or whatever. And, and there's just so much happening. So much happens in the body to create life from nothing. And it's incredible that the body knows what to do. And I, I just have had to stay very still and can't look at too many screens because it makes me dizzy. And, and, you know, the brain fog and the fatigue, it's, I realized I still have so much internalized <laughs> worth around productivity and doing because hitting the brakes that hard was a struggle to really shift downshift into a place of the most important work I'm doing right now is within me and I must stay still and allow it to happen. A real challenge. It's also quite lonely. And some of that is like our cultural norms around not sharing the news until you hit the second trimester, which has to do with like, I guess, protecting ourselves and the world from the grief of loss, which is kind of messed up if you think about it. Because whenever I've lost before, it is my community that has supported me through it. And I could not have done that alone. Uh, but I really didn't have an urge to share it because, again, I was so quiet. I've been so quiet. I'm still pretty quiet, although today I woke up and said it was time to share. So I'm trusting my body and the spring emergence. They feel one and the same. But the loneliness, I think, also comes from not feeling well. It's really had me think about folks with chronic illness and how, who have pain or nausea or need a lot of treatment. And it's very isolating. And friends have wanted to visit me. And I've, I've asked some and had some, but more than anything, it's I need to be quiet. <laughs> I need to be still. I can't really talk. I have to breathe through the waves of nausea. I have to breathe through the headaches. I have to just focus on drinking water and ginger tea and eating carbs, all the carbs, every carb, please, more carbs. <laughs> I've had a real food shift too. And um, basically I hate all food now. And um, the food aversion is very interesting that the body just doesn't want what it doesn't want. And that to eat intuitively for me is to eat a lot of bread and pasta and bagels and pizza. And that is what my body wants and needs. How interesting in this diet culture obsessed world that talks about healthy eating. What a trip that's been. But yeah, I felt very isolated. And I think I've got this mentality that it's all very <laughs> good research for me in this life 
long obsession I have with belonging and unbelonging and alienation and loneliness to see how women or folks with wombs who grow babies in them, how this is such an initiation and shift. I feel my body has changed so much. And from the outside, you really wouldn't tell. And I feel like I am becoming new. And I'm sure all the mamas out there, you know, nodding their heads like, yep, (laughs) it's happening, Becca, get ready. And in that process, it's, it can be quite lonely. And from what I hear, birth can be lonely and postpartum can be lonely and parenting can be lonely. And so I see this as really the next phase of, of my work is, is sharing what I'm experiencing, connecting with others who've been through it, sees, see what's worked, see what hasn't, and keep talking about it. I also realized in the early weeks of my pregnancy, I had a lot of unprocessed trauma from my previous losses. Of course, you know, of course I had. And it's that edge of excitement and fear that comes from having had a loss and then getting the thing I've wanted the most. You know, it had been uh, over a year since our last pregnancy and I really struggled during the holidays. Oh, it was really hard. Deep, deep sadness, deep, deep depression and longing, longing to share the winter holidays with the family and and really just feeling like my house was lonely and and just wanting to provide a magical experience for a little one. It felt primal and and not having that, oof, it got so dark. And then in that all that grief, we created life. Wow. Very humbling. So then maybe a month after that time in early January, I, I realized I, I, I wasn't allowing myself excitement and I wasn't allowing myself fear. I was just walking the line between both, which is lonely because I've, I've known loss before. I've known the devastation. I've also, you know, my brain self is like, this is what happens. It's normal. It happens to a lot of women. Ancestrally, it happened to a lot of women. You know, don't get too excited. And so I realized out of that, I was sort of holding on. And I was holding, I was holding on to this baby. I was holding on to any sort of past pain, past fear from the other little souls. And so I saw some healers, talked to some beautiful beloved sisters about it and realized I needed to do some release work. I remember it was the middle of the night one night and I just woke up because this was ha- this happens to me now. I just wake up, I don't have to pee or I just, I'm up. I was up in the middle of the night and I felt this niggling thought about, you know, going in for our first ultrasound and finding out that the baby is no longer viable. And I usually just shut that down right there and sort of numb it. But I said, okay, I'm going to fully let this in. So I fully let it in. And I found myself 
moaning, sobbing, writhing in the sheets, fully allowing this pain, this fear, these unnamed sufferings within my body, within my memory to fully emerge. It's a good hour. And then afterwards, coming back to my breath, coming back to my body, putting my hands on my belly and falling asleep and waking up the next morning feeling clearer. More in the feeling of both the excitement and fear. Feeling alive and what was true, which was in that moment I'm pregnant. So, yeah. It's been an interesting ride and I'm looking forward to feeling better very soon. I've emerged into the second trimester and I'm just waiting to feel better. I'm told it comes. I also have a book to write. (laughs) I'm contractually obligated to write this book that I'm so excited to write and just haven't been able to have enough energy. You know, I've I run this podcast and I run Hearthfire, my support community, and that's about all I've been able to do. And so I'm ready to feel spring in my body, spring in my baby, spring in my energy, and write this book this spring. My editor is amazing and totally understanding, a mother herself. Thank you, universe. But as I record this, I feel in this like liminal transitionary space between the first and second trimesters. It's so interesting right now. I can really tune in to all who are listening, who are mothers and grandmothers, parents, and feeling your understanding. There's been something so beautiful about sharing my fears and sharing my suffering and sharing just like the complicated mystery that is uh, the first trimester of a pregnancy and having all these like warm and knowing stares and nods back at me. Oh, it just feels really nice to not feel so crazy, <laughs> like not feel like, am I the only one feeling this way? You know, we, we seek belonging in all aspects and rites of passage of our lives. And I have had the most incredible support of my community. I have a circle of women I meet with every new moon and a few trusted women who I've shared with and who have held me through it all, who have understand, haven't understood the complicated nature of being pregnant after loss and being um, optimistic and, and celebrating for me when I couldn't and asking me what I needed and me telling them, I need you to celebrate because I can't. I can't right now or it's hard for me to. Checking in with me after appointments and sending me major love dropping off pregnancy pillows and branch dressing because that's what I wanted (laughs) late at night. Yeah, I couldn't hold it in and just keep it to myself. There were, I needed a sacred circle surrounding me. And with every little um, announcement, every little share, tender sacred share, I was fed by their joy and their celebration and their understanding of all the whole gamut, the whole range of emotions that come with it. So you might be wondering how you might be able to support me. And um, I would love your celebration too. I 
think it would feel so good. And I'm just going to be clear, I'm pretty good on advice. I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm pretty good. Got a good support team, amazing doctors and midwives and and acupuncturists and um, many mama friends since I'm on the later end, I guess, of having babies, although mid-30s doesn't feel late to me. So I'm good on advice. You can totally just like, unless I ask, you can just like keep that. But I'd love your congrats and good wishes and your good thoughts sent to my to my little babe who's growing in me. That would feel really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, and envisioning energy <laughs> for the spring energy would feel so nice. Uh, okay. And so what does this mean moving forward? What does this mean for my business? What does this mean for my life? And there's, I know some things and I don't know a lot of things because I've been in winter, I've been in the first trimester and I've been literally going moment by moment, day by day. I'm the most present I've ever been. It's pretty cool and challenging. I've had to cancel a lot of plans, which has been quite liberating, I must say. So this means that all the retreats I had planned for 2020 have been canceled or rescheduled. And everyone who was joining us in Glastonbury has been informed. It was just a call that was very clear for me to make with my body. So this is going to be a year off of pilgrimages and retreats, but they will definitely return. And I will still be sharing. The podcast is obviously still here, still sending my newsletters, And um, the best thing to do is just stay tuned and hear what unfolds for me. I know better than to make a whole bunch of plans when things are so organically and seasonally moving through me. As much as I love to make a plan, it's more like a rough outline of my life right now. So like I said, the baby's coming the end of summer. And then I'll probably have a quiet winter again and then return to you. Wow. Who will I be? (laughs) Who will I be on the other side of this? You'll find out. You'll find out right alongside me. So I think that's everything I wanted to share with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for celebrating. Thank you for your good wishes and your blessings and for being along. For those of you who have been with me since the beginning of this I mean, some of you have been with me since the crazy, crazy beginning, dabblest days. I see you. I love you. I am so grateful for your witness. And specifically speaking to those of you who have been following along my fertility journey, sending me such sweet notes of support, energetic or actual notes. Here I am now. (laughs) What a wild ride. And for those of you who have been on, who who kept listening, to this episode and too have had a complicated, not linear path to creating family, to children, to expanding your family, your community. Um, I'm with you. Wow. Wow. Here we are. So I'll see you next week with another episode another amazing interview with an incredible woman and I will see you soon. Bye. 
Thank you so much for joining me. I know your time is sacred and the fact that you spent it with me talking about belonging means a lot. If you want to access show notes or links to old episodes, check out belongingpodcast.com. And if you know a friend who could really benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. I'll talk to you soon.